Hello and welcome to episode 16 of the Direct Design Podcast. Today I want to talk a little bit about closing the deal for all your freelance projects. So you send some quotes out, you're you know, look, trying to find work, how do you actually seal the deal and get uh, deposit paid and get going on working? So anyhow, let's jump into this right away and uh, start figuring out how it works. Closing the deal comes down to customer service. There are a million designers out there with similar skills. The way you differentiate yourself is by providing better service than other designers. It's as simple as that. You know, designers are not always the most reliable people. We don't always have the best reputation. So the way you can differentiate is by providing the best service, better service than anyone else for that matter. If you can do that, then you will never suffer for work and you will get uh, deals sealed all the time. If you provide you know, five-star service on a job, your initial lead will become a client and likely provide you with repeat business over and over again. Remember that your customers, in their day-to-day, the only thing they're doing is not just dealing with you. They're probably dealing with you know, 10, 15, 20 things a day and running their business. The last thing they need is for you to not deliver, for you to be a pain in the butt, for you to you know, constantly be harassing them or missing deadlines. They want the design work to go smoothly. They want to give you an outline. They want to pay you. They want you to do the work. They want it to come back and be done. So the less friction that you can introduce into the process, the better chances you are going to have to have repeat business from this customer. They're going to look for, like, you know, they're dealing with uh, Matt. He's really easy to work with. He gets the job done on time. I'm happy to keep throwing work his way, and I'm happy to have him be a vendor of mine. That is the situation you want to get yourself into. One of the most important things you can do is to be clear and get to the point quickly. Like I just said, your clients are busy people. Learn to respect their time. If you're quoting a job for a flat rate, create a clear outline of the job with breakdowns of each each section for the client. Make sure it's clear. Don't use, you know, fancy business speaker design words to confuse the client. Make sure that each section is clearly outline what you'll be doing and what the client gets out of that and when it will happen so that they can read this in one take and decide whether it works for them or not. Also, make sure you include a price for each part of the job so the client can see where the money's going. If you're working an hourly job, create a simple hours estimate for each aspect of the job. Make sure you pad this a little bit for things that pop up that were outside of the original outline. If you end up doing the job in fewer hours than estimated, this will only please the client further. You can charge them a little less than what they were expecting and then provide that A-plus customer service right there. One particular tip. On hourly jobs, I frequently overestimate my hours so I can deliver the final product at a lower cost for my client. So like I just said, I actually use that as a strategy. I'll actually over-budget a bit and then I can deliver under-budget and then that will lead to me closing uh, deals more in the future with those same clients. When a client asks for a quote, don't take weeks to return it. Also, don't return it the same day unless it's a simple job. The best policy is to turn it around in about 24 to 48 hours. That way it shows the client that you took the time to research what was required and come up with an accurate price. You didn't just you know, kind of throw a price out of nowhere and then expect the customer to pay that. Over time, you might do the same type of job repeatedly, so it won't take you as long to come up with the price. If that's the case, you can give the client a quick price. Just don't give it right away. Uh, give it you know, 12, 24 hours before you respond and um, just ensure that it, you're doing the, the right uh, base work to, m- to make sure you're giving accurate pricing to your clients. 
As far as timing of the quote goes, use your best judgment, like I'm saying here, and as you gain more experience, whether you return it, you know, 12 hours, 24, 48 hours. Sometimes maybe it's a really big job and you maybe you'll, you'll need a week or so to get that together. If that's the case, make sure you give the customer a heads up on that, that it's going to take you about a week to put the quote together. It's always good to over-communicate in these situations. So a quote, it should be made up of a number of different parts. And let's break it down into each one of them. So a quick list. A quote should involve an introduction, a detailed overview of the work to be completed, a breakdown of the process for the project, the cost of the work, the cost for work that goes above and beyond the quote, what the client needs to provide, you know, things like logos, images, content, summary of the work to be completed, the price breakdown, including the, the deposit amount, an area for the customer to sign off on the quote, payment details to initiate the job, and then finally your contact information. So let's go a little bit into each section. The quote introduction. In your introduction, you should list a few simple things. Your client's name, the project name, the date, your contact information. Try to address the quote to an actual person to make it more personal. You should thank the client for the opportunity to quote on their project and let them know to contact you if they have any questions. In the detailed overview, this is when you want to get more into the project. Explain in detail what you'll deliver to the client at the end. For something like a website, indicate how many pages you will code up, how many revisions to the design are included, whether hosting and a name, name registration are included in the quote, how the website will be created, so like HTML versus WordPress or versus more of a JavaScript solution. Without writing a novel, give the customer lots of details so you can start to build a level of trust with them. You want to give them all the ins and outs of how you're going to do this thing, break it into milestones, what happens in each milestone, keep it detailed but also keep it simple in the sense like don't be going into super high technical language that they're potentially not going to know so keep it simple in the sense like phase one we're going to do a brief i'm going to have to have you know an hour of your time to talk to you we're going to go through and create a list of the requirements for this project you know step two i'm going to go and do some rough sketches that's going to take me you know three or four days and i will return those sketches to you for your review and so on So, as always, just kind of getting into the process. One of the most important parts here is you should provide the client with a timeline for the work and the step-by-step -step breakdown of how the job will go. Here's a sample process I use for designing a logo if we want to go a little deeper here. The designer provides the client with a creative brief to fill out if they have not provided their own up front. The, the next step, the designer reviews the brief and provides a quote to the client. Step three, assuming the quote is accepted, a 50% deposit is required to initiate work on the project. Step four, any supporting files, logos, images, etc. are required up front from the client to start work. Step five, the designer will research the client's area of business and other relevant information. Put a timeline uh, line on that too, like, you know, that takes one or two days to happen. Then the designer will create three logo concepts, so that will take, you know, maybe a week to two weeks to do. Step seven, the designer will provide concepts to the client for review. Step eight, the client will choose a direction and provide any feedback required to finish the logo. If the client is not happy with any of the concepts, additional ones can be purchased. Assuming the client picks a direction, the final revisions are made by the designer. So give a timeline for that as well, you know, a couple days. The designer provides the final version of the logo to the client for review. And the final step is on approval of the final logo by the client, the designer will provide the final source files for the logo. And that is when the balance of the job should be paid as well. So that's an example of a simple logo design process. You may want to build more revisions into your process, or you may want to assign time estimates to the client's responsibilities as well. Sometimes that can help 
if they, you know, if you're waiting for feedback from the client and they're taking weeks and then they complain that this job's taking too long, well, if you actually assign them loose deadlines for when they need to respond to you, then you can give a more accurate end-to-end quote of when this will be done. Like I said, this can help speed up the feedback process and give the client a better overall picture of how long the job will take. Next, let's cover a cost breakdown a little bit. So when creating your cost breakdown, you can handle it in one of two ways. First, you can provide a flat rate for the entire project and then divide it into two, the first half being the deposit. The second method is breaking down your process into exact dollar figures. This can be useful for showing how certain parts of the job take longer and cost more. I tend to keep things simple and just show the price for the entire project. However, if the client asks for more of a price breakdown, you can always provide it to them at that point as well. So the final details. Make sure you include your contact info. It'll be hard to close projects if they don't know how to contact you. Also, make sure you include all your payment methods. You want to make this as easy as possible to close the project for your potential client. You don't want them to get frustrated and abandon the quote. So if you're collecting payment with PayPal, make sure you include an email that funds can be sent to. You may get a pleasant surprise when you get an email notification about a deposit, which will indicate the job is moving forward. Once you've submitted your quote, don't be afraid to follow up in two to three days if you haven't heard back. Ask the client if they have any questions about the quote or if anything was missed. Do your best to serve their needs. Don't take a position that you just need to know for your own reasons why uh, you're chasing them about the quote here. You have to make it about them. Make it about making the job as easy for them as possible. You're there to serve them, not the other way around. You know, sometimes this will be the difference maker if the client is weighing a few options. If you're willing to go above and beyond and provide better service, that's going to win you the deals. As I mentioned, make excellent service your point of differentiation when selling yourself. This is one of the most important lessons you need to learn as you're getting into freelancing if you want to make it. This is the, this is the way you win. You provide the best service. And with that, let's bring this um, podcast episode to an end. Hopefully, it's been super helpful learning how to close freelance deals. Uh, if you'd like to learn more about this subject, hit me up in the comments or on Twitter, at Cardio, C-A-R-D-E-O. Thanks.